Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. You know, we've talked to, about so many diets, about plans on this podcast, but we really haven't taken a deep dive into veganism. And I know it's time to get into it. And I love that today's guest really feels like the perfect person to do it. Our guest today is actually she's not even fully vegan. She is vegan at times. But this is what we love so much about her. Jessica Seinfeld has written numerous best-selling cookbooks, five to be exact. She's somewhat of a master at problem-solving the kitchen, not sticking to restrictive diet or way of eating, but rather really leaning into moderation. Today, we're going to talk all things just that. Vegan eating, easy ways to incorporate plant-based meals into our diets, how eating healthy can also be just as delicious and so much more. We are so happy to have you. My very good friend, Jessica Seinfeld. By the way, we're going to talk vegan at times, but I just have to say deceptively delicious got me through my first two children because I, like you, wanted my kids to eat better mm -hmm. and you were sneaky in the way. And if you have kids and if you're listening to this podcast and you can't get them to eat, you have to go out and get deceptively delicious, simple secrets to get your kids eating good food. Number one, New York Times bestseller. I mean, all your books are number one, but mm -hmm. no. so good. Thank like you. so good. And this is why we wanted to have you on because I love the name of this book. It's called Vegan at Times. And we're just really happy to have you because, you know. It's delicious. Like you flip through the book and everything looks like something you want to eat. And you think of vegan, you think it's like grass. And it's actually just beautiful, beautiful, delicious meals that I've already made some recipes out of. Thank so you. I added chicken to one of them. That's, <laughs> you know, that's the point. We should all approach things in our own way and sort of push ourselves to try new things. But at the same time, I feel like with anything we do, when you come at it full force, you usually reverberate back and, you know, sort of feel like a failure or you didn't do it right mm -hmm. or, oh, I suck at this. Forget it. I'm just going to like do what I always do. And so my approach to anything, especially food, is just small incremental changes. And have you always been a lover of food and how you put it together? I mean, you have three kids. They're pretty much almost all grown now. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's so it's. 
I have one left at home. He's going to be a senior in high school. So, you know, our eating has changed in that way as well because I'm not cooking dinner for a whole bunch of people every night who are picky and want different things. And also, first of all, thank you for that introduction. Yes, it all started with deceptively delicious and just like not being able to get my kids to eat anything healthy, my daughter in particular. And I grew up in a household where in the 70s we were eating tofu and rice and my parents have always been sort of counterculture hippies and shopping at a co-op and I learned to cook very young because my mom worked and she needed help getting dinner on the table. And I sort of liked being in the kitchen with her, both her and my grandmother cooked a lot. And so I learned to cook by necessity, by really helping her. And she'd drive an hour from her work to get home. And so by the time she got home, dinner would be like three quarters of the way prepared. And so I really learned like that. And she like taught me on post-it notes. She would say, you know, take this out of the refrigerator at four o'clock. And, you know, she would just really guide me through the kitchen and I learned alone. And then I got to college and I didn't have extra money. Like a lot of my friends were always able to go out to dinner and they'd like come to the restaurant where I was working. And I guess I always had to work. And so I didn't want to spend my money on going out to dinner, Mm -hmm. my spending money on dinner. And so I just kept cooking and my friends were like, oh my God, this is great. Our roommates like <laughs> loves to cook and we would have dinner parties. And then I got married and had kids and realized like cooking is a really essential life skill to have. And so many of my friends that I was working with and grew up with and went to college with didn't know how to cook. And I realized like I'm such a weirdo anomaly. And I don't know, I just kept going. And, and then I had these kids or my daughter, especially who would not eat one vegetable, which was crazy for me because I grew up in a household where that's basically all we ate. And so like no junk food, no anything. And so I created Deceptively Delicious and it struck a chord. So that was your first one. And then you did one. Double Delicious, Good Simple Food for Busy, Complicated Lives. And you guys who are listening to this, you can get all of these. Uh-huh. What was that? Was more, that's your healthy twist on your traditional yeah, well, deceptively delicious and the follow-up was double delicious. That was like you 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 know it, just sneaking healthy foods, pureed vegetables into your family's favorite meals. Like to this day my kids eat the macaroni and cheese with butternut squash or cauliflower in it cuz I I just thought like why wouldn't you add great ingredients to make your foods that they already love more nutrient dense. I was always adding like pureed carrots or again, butternut squash to bolognese sauce or taco meat. And so it's always just been my way of doing things like make it better. Don't change it. Don't make it crazy. Don't make it, you know, really healthy so that they're like, oh my God, what are you trying to do here? Well, I think that's what people used to do. You know, that's where you kind of came in and kind of blew up everything because you're like, you're still getting them to eat the same foods, just a little bit of a different way. Yeah. Well, I think vegetables also, my husband and I always say this, vegetables are different now than they used to be. Like, my mom and dad would steam broccoli, right? Like that just smelled like so bad. Like it was awful. Like your whole house would smell like, and now it's like we, you know, either you air fry it or you roast it with some Parmesan, like a lot of flavor. Like it's just, I think we do cauliflower, broccoli, kale. Like we do so many different things with vegetables now that kids sort of see it differently. Like it was gross. Like no offense, it was like boiled carrots are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like they are steamed hard green beans. Oh, like cooked just awful. Up. But meanwhile, I will send off my third child, Lily, to your. Oh, yeah, camp. Lily. Will, I cannot get her to eat anything. 
Well, here's but it's what I can tell you. I can tell you now, 23 years later, my oldest is 23. She's the greatest eater. She was my biggest nightmare. And now she is incredible. And all of my kids eat exactly how I dreamed they would. And I did that through, you know, like I said, putting lots of period vegetables and in, into their foods so that it was just a little bit more complex, mm-hmm. their palate. Well, their flavor the, palate. Yeah. And then I also, you know, they, what do they say? Model the behavior you want your kids to mimic. And so I just always had vegetables on their plates and I never harassed them yep. for eating, for not eating them. I just had them on their plate and it was always there. And the other thing that I did that I I think was helpful was before they got to the table, I'd be eating dinner and people would start to complain, when's dinner? What time are we eating? And I would put out a plate of raw crudite so that before they took a bite of anything, if they were hungry, well, there is something right here on the table mm-hmm. for you. And while they're waiting for their dinner plate. That's so smart. That is so smart. Because my kids do that. love a raw crudite. Like they love it. They Cucumbers, carrots, they'll peppers and put little dips out that they like let them go to the grocery store and choose the ranch choose whatever it is that you want or make it yourself and put them in cute little cups that they choose like those are all the things that they can do themselves make it like their part of the meal and then they sit there and they wait and you just start chatting about how was your day what what happened at school no 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 god this feels so far away but i mean in back in the olden days that's what i did my my four-year-old would just she still does not touch a thing but when she try when she actually tries it she, she likes it she's she i think it's a control thing i think it's a control a hundred she's very curious she thing. she she will stare and she wants to try but mm-hmm. it's just she doesn't want to give me that pleasure my whole yeah. like all i did when my kids were three four five and to this day to this day this is what i do i go hmm. yeah about everything hmm. yeah like, just their reactions to things. They're just trying to get you. So funny. I taught, I speak to a woman, my therapist, Bronwyn, and she says that to me. She will say, answer with, hmm. And I started doing it. This has only been in the past like month. I'm like, huh. Yeah. You're paying attention, but you're not really reacting. And they want you to react with negative or positive whatever they're feeling. They they just want to draw you in and it can be negative attention or positive attention. But it's so interesting. She literally said, go, huh. Because I'm going to film you when Lily's pitching a fit (laughs) and having a full-on temper tantrum. I'm going to be like, huh. (laughs) I'm going to walk away and see if it works. By the way, though, walking away makes them mad, but it does work. I love summer. I hate that it's coming to an end in a few weeks, but the one thing I won't miss about it is how hot it can be. And no one needs sweaty makeup falling down their face especially out here on the East Coast, it has been particularly humid. So there's a lot of extra moisture in the air. You know, when it comes to summer, I already start to embrace a paired back beauty routine, mainly when it comes to makeup and Milk Makeup's Hydro Grip Primer has been absolutely saving me. I have been using and swearing by this product for several years now. I've talked about it on the podcast a few times and Sir John used it on me at the Met Gala last year and it was a game changer. My makeup never moved. First of all, it won Allure's 2020 Best of Beauty Award, which always impresses me. It's a makeup primer with hyaluronic acid that grips your makeup for up to 12 hours and hydrates the skin to prevent meltdown and caking. It's great for any skin type, and it really does leave your skin dewy and glowy. 
Makeup just glides right on. I end up using very little makeup thereafter. Just spot concealing so my skin is even, adding a little blush, mascara, and maybe a lip. And my face stays in place and I look natural and not overly made up. It is 4,700 five-star reviews, if that's not enough to convince you otherwise. It comes in a few sizes and I highly recommend getting the travel size to bring with you everywhere you go. Head over to your local Sephora or get yours at milkmakeup.com. Trust me, the Milk Makeup's Hydro Grip Primer, it is a game changer. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? It goes without saying that women obviously belong in scientific research. It shouldn't even really be a discussion we're having. Not only should we belong, but we're pretty essential, which is one of the reasons I am obsessed with Ritual. They deeply know that. In fact, Ritual has conducted a universally-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy. The results? Well, it increased vitamin C levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. I've been taking Ritual's Essential for Women 18-plus for a while now, and I haven't looked back. It's a multivitamin made with high quality and traceable key nutrients in clean bioavailable forms. With nine key nutrients in two capsules per day, their unique B-Lead-In Oil capsule technology is even patented. It's that good. Their capsule has delayed release design to help make it gentle on any stomach. Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multivitamins that's USP verified, meaning what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. The best part? Every bottle has a minty essence to help freshen things up. And I have to say, it makes taking your multivitamins every day actually enjoyable. Ritual is all about hot data and stone-cold facts. Get to know nutrients on a deeper level with 30% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash lipstick to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. Okay, the can't cookbook before we go to the vegan at times. This is the one that is truly unbelievable. It's a hundred recipes for the absolutely terrified. I love it. Thank you. Well, I wrote that book because I was the first one of my friends to really have kids. So they they knew, of course, that Deceptively Delicious had come out and then Double Delicious had come out. And sort of by the time, I guess, like my two best friends from college had their kids, they were like, I, I can't do any of this. I don't know how to cook one thing. And it was true. You know, so many of my friends like put their careers before they put cooking. And I was just lucky that I learned when I was young. And probably if I hadn't learned when I was young, I would also have just, you know, once I got a job, like started getting takeout and started, you know, I just could never imagine like buying lunch every single day. That felt like very expensive. And I always felt like so much more efficient by bringing my lunch mm -hmm. to work every single day. But anyway, so my friends were like, how do we do this? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to write a book for people who are terrified. Yeah. Um, like successful at life, but terrified in the kitchen. And so that's a book I'm really proud of too, because I feel like I've, when I am out and about and I hear from people like, you taught me how to cook. And I tried to do it in a really not condescending way. And I really tried to talk to adults. Mm-hmm. 
Like you're and smart, you're amazing. You can do this. Yeah, you can do this. Like you've done so many much harder things. It's intimidating. Like I love to cook. I really do. I enjoy being in the kitchen. I love making a beautiful meal. I love when people enjoy it. I grew up in an Eastern European household where it was, you know, my mom cooked, my grandmother cooked, but I'm an only child. And because they were immigrants, it was like, I, did, I wasn't taught, I was taught jack shit. Right. My whole, whole focus was like, learn, educate, yeah. learn. That's all we care about. We didn't, I didn't learn anything about in the kitchen. And I am very intimidated by, like, I don't have the natural skill set by like knowing like you put oil before vinegar or vinegar before oil. Like I, those basic principles, like I have to follow a recipe. There's a few things I know how to make kind of off the cuff, but my husband is just like, he's amazing. Like he's so great in the kitchen. He'll like whip something up. I think he thinks he's a chef. We're watching The Bear, that mm -hmm. show right now. Like he's like watching that. I think he's like inspired and he thinks he's the character on the show. And I'm like, <laughs> calm down. But it is really to me can be very intimidating. So I think anything that gives you know, women, men, anyone, the tools to feel more confident in the kitchen is like a saving grace. Should we give this to a gift to Stuber? For, yes. I would love to see Stuber make a meal. For his I birthday? would pay so much money to have Stuber cook in the he kitchen. He did not know that we had a second dishwasher. I shit you not. <laughs> he did not know that we had a second dishwasher until COVID. Because I'm like, oh, it's broken. He was like, oh, what are we going to I'm like, we have a second dishwasher. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, I mean, our, our both of our husbands are great at other things. They're great at other things. Cooking, they are not okay. But food swings. Oh yeah, this was fun. Oh, I love that. Yep, thank I have you. That, at home. that book I wrote. I really thought I was done after the can cook book. I thought I was done with writing books. I really was like, I did it. I, I didn't even mean to make deceptively delicious. Like I. 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 That was like a fluke, and it just happened. And then I sort of rolled into can't cookbook. Great. That was awesome. It helped people. Now I'm going to go on and do something else. But I kept feeling like everyone I knew had this duality in their brains. Like I'm either going to, <laughs> you know, torture myself with what I want, or I'm going to overeat and just like, you know, <laughs> and, and, and like, why do we do this to ourselves? Mm -hmm. We torture ourselves with food. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be fun to make a book that really reflects kind of how people want to eat, which is most of the time we're going to eat well and not too much and not so we're starving. And then those other times that we want to indulge and not make it feel like, you know, we're, you know, ruining whatever program we're on or, you know, all results go down the tube. I just thought this is a book about moderation, the stuff that you want to eat and the stuff that you need to eat. And that book is really fun. I love the Didn't recipes. it have one side yeah, and then- Yeah, it's half and half. Yeah, half and half. It's, I thought yeah. it was yeah. so well done. And Thank for what you. people don't realize, it takes three to four years to really write a cookbook, right? Because it's a wellness. You're also adding in what you do, how you do it. And like, I love your tips. In Thank there. you. And I, I test the recipes like 10 times each and, and keep, they're never done for me. I feel like I, I go back and look at them. I'm like, you know what? should have done something differently here or, you know, but it takes a long time. I, I'm, yes. Who do you taste test to? Who are your like har harshest critics? I wish they were harsher. My, my family there, Jerry is so enthusiastic <laughs> that I don't really feel like he's telling the truth. 
You know, it's like, I don't, I don't want you to love this. I want you not to like it. I want you to tell me really what's wrong because that's what's helpful. He's generally just completely wildly enthusiastic about <laughs> whatever I bring home. But the kids, like I can just tell if they like pass by it a few times and they're not into it. It doesn't make it. And then I send it to my sister who loves to cook and she's got three kids and she's got a very busy life. And and I like to make sure that every recipe that is in any of my books or on my website is doable for people who have jobs and people who mm-hmm. shop at normal grocery stores. And it's just accessible, affordable and like for real well, you people. can really make it. I mean, you don't have to live in New York or L.A. T- to actually enjoy your yeah. cookbooks, all of them. Thank you. That's that's the only compliment I really care about is like, this made me feel successful. This made me feel like I can do it. This did not make me feel like I was like, I didn't have the money for the ingredients or I didn't have the skills to feel confident enough to attempt this. Like, all I really care about is that people feel successful and good. The New York Times, that cookbook, it's so intimidating. Like, I, I, I have it. Most cookbooks are. And you know who's also good for, especially, I, I'm more of a baker, the Barefoot Contessa. Oh, yeah. She's great. Like her videos, like I can, like your videos too. You can understand, like you you talk while you're doing it. You're not overly I mean, complicated. I was Ina Garden for Halloween, guys. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> What'd you say? My, Mike and I were Ina and Jeffrey God, for Halloween. That's genius. <laughs> okay, so yeah. vegan at times. <laughs> Have you ever been vegan? I was after... I think my first kid, I did it for a few months. And of course I was living in LA at the time. And I don't know, we had these friends that were vegan. And I was like, I should try this. I'm always up to try something. Mm -hmm. I think like that's, I make cookbooks. Like that's, I need to be up for anything. I need to not limit myself and say like, oh, I, I can't eat cheese or I can't like professionally, not that I'm like a true professional, but like I have to always be open to what's next. And so, and I am doing another cookbook that's not all vegan, but I tried it in the early 2000s and I loved it, but it felt really difficult to me back then because there weren't all the options that are on the marketplace today. Like, didn't it feel, com- I tried to be vegan. Didn't it feel like really complicated? Yeah. Like if you didn't like coconut milk or cur- like, no, it's like, also really heavy. It's very heavy. You're you gaining a couple not- of, your you stuff know, definitely counts. can gain a lot of weight. You're like, oh, it aren't looking. Yeah. yeah, you've got to make sure your protein is high, and you've got to like the protein sources. Mm-hmm. You know, beans were were hard for me to love, and I grew to love them. Tofu. Luckily, my mother tortured us with it from a very young age, and I knew how to make it taste good. But you know, that's something that people have to. The texture of tofu or seitan, seitan. Those are protein sources that I think you know aren't immediately easy for some people to get excited about. And but you made the, also the tofu in here very delicious. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you. it's not like just the bland, what we used to have, like where it was just something like grilled and like. Eastern Europeans didn't really have a lot of tofu in their diet. <laughs> no. We had a lot of fried sauerkraut. We had sour cream. It was so good for you, sauerkraut. I mean, but let maybe me not fried, you. But mm. yes, so I tried it in the early 2000s. I tried it, let's say for four to six months and I felt really, really good, but ultimately I couldn't sustain that lifestyle. And today there's so many great products and ingredients in the marketplace and and inspiration really everywhere. Like you, you know, any place you order from, there's great options. Benefits, like did you feel better physically when you were vegan or you didn't? 
Yeah, I felt really, really great until I felt slightly undernourished and Mm -hmm. my iron was really, really low. And so my doctor was like, you can get iron infusions or you can eat a little bit of meat. And I was like, I really that's 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 quite a, you know, difference in or or that's just like that felt really aggressive, aggressive to me. That's what happened to me. I became anemic. Yeah. And so I feel like vegan at times fits my personality and fits vegan at times just fits my personality. It's it it allows me to focus on eating vegan as much as I possibly can. And if I want to have a piece of pizza with a slice of cheese, I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm not going to punish myself for a week. I'm going to get back into it, hopefully the next meal, the next day, whatever it is. But I just think we have to be a little gentler on ourselves if we aren't doing everything perfectly. Yeah. And I think also the recipes in vegan at times are ones you can actually make. I think the word vegan just scares people. Like, you know, we've had like meatless Mondays. Well, basically that's vegan. That's like plant-based or trying to like not- Or fish, yeah. Or fish. But I do think it's important to try to learn and incorporate a lot of these recipes because they're really healthy. And you're not, they're healthy and you're not eating meat. Like I love meat probably more than I should. Oh, negative. I like love meat. But there are times when I'm like, oh, it makes me feel so heavy. It makes me mm. feel like I want to be like vegan or I want to be vegetarian or I want to like just incorporate that. And I think sometimes like I get overwhelmed at like the macrobiotic of that. And I'm like that. I, it just scares me. I this creamy polenta. I have made this is amazing. I love polenta. I love polenta too. I tried to make everything really comforting because I think the idea that people have around vegan food is like, oh, I'm going to be starving Mm -hmm. or, oh, you know, it's going to be too complicated and the ingredients I'm not going to be able to find anywhere. So I wanted everyone to sort of recognize everything in the book and say, oh, I've had that before. I've had a version of that before. And that looks really like satisfying. And I think I'll be full after that. And then, you know, and I really focused on protein sources that don't intimidate people and don't make people feel like, ew, you know, um, I've never seen that before. And it's like canned beans or raw beans, you know, like whatever, whatever, um, you know, my, my pantry in our, in my house is full of canned beans. We always have tofu in the back there. If, if, you know, I'm the only one who really eats, I'm, I'm really the only one in my house right now who is vegan too. So that becomes a little bit complicated. What are your favorite kind of beans? I love a cannellini bean. I think they're very mild. Black beans are so good for you. Are yeah. cannellini the same as chickpeas? No, those are garbanzo. No, garbanzo. No. garbanzo. Mm-hmm. Chickpeas garbanzo. are also great. I love hummus. I, I love hummus. I, I love, love hummus in every yeah. different way. Hummus. I think I think the point though is that I feel like we're saying is listening to your body and like having the intuition of what you need at that time is so important, right? Because sometimes we feel like a fad coming on. It's like, ooh, keto, right? Mm. Like, I jumped on that bandwagon faster than anybody. And after that, I was like, oh, like it, the bacon, the, the mm. it was just so fat heavy, heavy right? Yeah. And you actually aren't listening to your own body. You're, you're just sort of following something that feels right in that moment. But I think that if you feel like something's not right or, you know, for me, it's Dr. Will Cole, when we had him on, we were talking about like, sorry, TMI, but like poop. But like, you know, like, you know, when you're going to the bathroom, like your body is like, oh, we're in a groove right now. Like everything is okay. When I was eating things I shouldn't eat in France, I was not so okay. Mm. And I think you just have to listen to your body and kind of make those adjustments 
honor it. Honor and I it. honor it. And I think it's really important, you know, when everybody's like, I'm gluten free, I'm dairy free, I'm vegan free, I'm, I'm everything. You're like, that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And I know a lot of my friends are kind of struggling and trying to do this elimination and all these different things. And sometimes I'm like, just eat a little bit, just like be moderate. Like, because I think that's where, like you said, the food swings come in. We're like, yeah. I'm not going to eat this. And then you're binging on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're torturing ourselves. We, we really play a lot of mind games around food. And I just feel like, what can I do? I, I feel like food is such an issue for people emotionally. And it's all about how you grew up. And it's all about, you know, what your experience was in the kitchen or not in the Mm -hmm. kitchen, not being allowed to be in the kitchen or, or, you know, how your parents, dealt with food. And that I think sticks with all of us. And so I guess my, like you said it at the beginning, which is, you know, I'm really a problem solver around food. That's really all I want to do is like give people first aid of the mind around mm-hmm. food. It's just like such a thing for us. And and, and it is so it. nourishing. It's nourishing for a family. It's nourishing for a human. It brings you together. You know, there's a lot to be said about your dinner table. Like you do oh. this. I've read this about you. And I know you look, you know, a little bit personally, like you really bring your kids, you're a real mom, first of all, but you really bring your kids together and you like your kids. Oh my gosh. You know, like. <laughs> I'm crazy about my kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the thing I know that I did right is that we had dinner together every single night. It was absolutely the expectation that you were home. And, you know, I'm not a crazy sports mom. So I really prioritize also because my husband worked every weekend and he wasn't home on the weekends. And so like every single night of dinner was really, really important for us to have that family time, family time. And then that was our family time because he was gone on the weekends. And so he still is. But, you know, I didn't. Well, you I, have to, you have to, you have to prioritize. Yeah, I prioritized family time over my kids being crazy athletes. I mean, they're great athletes. I'm sure they would kill me. If, <laughs> they're great athletes. They're great. She believes in you. <laughs> they're incredible athletes. But they didn't say. do travel teams and they didn't do all those things that lots of kids their age did. And I was, I insisted that they were home for dinner. You know, I think, you know, we, we love sports and Listen, I, I'm lucky that my kids naturally like it, but I have to say it's the one thing like I don't send my kids away to summer camp mm-hmm. because it's our time to be together as a family eating because the travel, especially, I mean, Brooks is only going into fifth grade, but it's in the past year, I'm like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. So we had to drop soccer, you know, like it was that may may visit sleepaway camp as we speak crying to me on the phone last night it's only for four nights it's literally like a week but she's like hysterical but yes it's so like family time is is how i was raised like Mm -hmm. we there was never a meal that my family and we were an only child so sad table of three (laughs) but but that was us like every single night we ate dinner together and now it's a little hard you know with my husband works and commutes from the city so it's basically like he's never home in time for us to, but I sit down with the kids and we sit down and at least at one parent it, it's all just, it takes is one parent it's about talking to them to yeah. me it's like it's about the communication that happens at the table and that's I mean I had the healthiest like we were debaters and because we're European like we're really loud <laughs> and we talk a lot and it was I mean we would just get into heated arguments like it but not like family art it was politics it was the news it was it was just like actual conversation that would happen, right? That was happening from like a young age. And I think that's what is 
so important. That's what family and is about when you have a great meal. Like I love nothing more than hosting people, having people over, having a dinner party. Like that is my favorite thing. I panic in the kitchen and need my husband to help, but I get overwhelmed. But that's literally the definition to me of a perfect night is having all the people you love around the table and having great conversation and no one wanting to go home. Yeah. Like that's to me like the perfect night. And that's food coming together. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know how much I love a glass of wine or a delicious cocktail? Well, I recently found the newly launched Delola Spritz founded by Jennifer Lopez, and it makes enjoying a delicious cocktail very simple. Delola Spritzes are delicious world-class crafted cocktails made with premium spirits and natural botanicals and are ready to enjoy. All you have to do is pour over ice, sit back, and sip in the sunshine. Whether by the pool, the beach, or just in your backyard, Delola truly takes the work out of crafting your own cocktail because it's already in the bottle. They have three unbelievable flavors and their offerings, they pretty much have something for everyone. My favorite, of course, is the Paloma Rosa Spritz, the best. It's made with tequila, grapefruit, and elderflower. The Bella Berry Spritz is made with vodka, berries, and hibiscus. And the orange, well, it's Amaro, orange, and passion fruit. I'm telling you guys, you're going to be obsessed. They're always beautiful in summary. It makes such a fabulous hostess gift. I know we're always racking our brains with new ideas. It's just about 110 calories a serving, gluten-free, and has less alcohol than traditional cocktails, but about the same as a glass of wine, so you don't have to feel guilty. They make it so easy to entertain at home with zero effort. You literally just need ice and a beautiful glass, no mixing required. I love the fun and whimsical spirit of this brand. I really do think you guys are going to love it. Visit delolalife.com to find a store near you that carries Delola and follow at Delola on Instagram to learn more. Please enjoy responsibly. I'm excited to talk to you guys about a new super fuel I've been loving, eBoost. It's for people who live to do more every day, who thrive on the go and always have a new goal on the horizon. eBoost excels at creating products that help you take on the day, wherever the day might take you. Voted best energy drink of 2021 by Eat This, Not That, Super Fuel is a sparkling natural energy drink like no other crafted with plant-based caffeine and fortified with vitamins, minerals, nootropics, electrolytes, and antioxidants. I am definitely someone who is constantly feeling on caffeine, but I try to be careful not to have coffee after the morning. So eBoost has really been just the thing I need later in the day. And I feel really good about drinking it, which I can't say the same for all the energy drinks out there. I love that it helps level set my energy and focus on top of the fact that it actually is nutritious. There's no artificial flavors, colors or sweeteners. It's only 15 calories or less per can with only one to two grams of sugar. The ingredients are pretty impressive. First of all, there's green coffee seed and green tea, which helps keep your mind and body moving. There's a lot of vitamin C, D, B6, B12, and zinc, which I absolutely love. And by the way, there are a lot of fun flavors, ginger lime, strawberry lemonade, blue raspberry, but I happen to be partial to orange mango. eBoost is so confident that you're going to love Superfuel that they're giving you a four pack for free. All you guys got to do is pay for shipping. Take advantage of this offer today and go to eBoost.com slash lipstick to get your free four pack of Superfuel. What are some of your favorite recipes in terms of vegan at times? What are two vegan that you at times? Love? I think I 
purposely made the first recipe in the book, the sweet oat crepes, because I felt like that was a really easy, simple recipe of something that people will immediately recognize. And it'll prove to them right off the bat that they can make vegan food. They mm. can make food they love. I haven't vegan. made this. I'm going to make it's this. It's so easy. It's it's like, it's. I, I almost feel silly calling it a recipe. It's not really the point. It's it's The point of it is like, you can do this. I made crepes for, cause my, in Hungarian, crepes are polocinto, which is like a, it's a Hungarian version of a crepe. I made it for my kids for breakfast for the first time on Saturday. Okay, I'm going to do this. These are I so can do easy. This. These are so easy. I can easy. follow a recipe really Same well. Same here. You know what I think is a great thing that I feel like if anyone's intimidated with recipes, one of my things that I can't, I have not been able to go back to store-bought salad dressings. Salad dressings are people, sorry, the salad dressing industry, like love you. I'm sure there's wonderful you know, ones you can buy, but there is no reason if you have olive oil, red wine vinegar, Dijon, some Dijon mustard. mustard, some garlic, shallot, some shallot. I love a shallot. I love a shallot. I love a shallot. Oh, you make the most divine salad dressings. Like I, I cannot stand a store-bought salad dressing anymore. Like I can't, I, I personally, know. like I, I will not eat the salad and it, it is your recipes, the sriracha. Oh my God. Like it is the tahini, Sriracha, the quinoa salad, the the quinoa quinoa salad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like guys, that to my husband, like I would use that as a dip. I would. Yeah, like, that I sriracha would, dressing is all throughout the book. It Same is same as so our good. queso. And you our, can make it and keep it and have it in your refrigerator. It's not like you're just making it every day. Tahini makes it is such a good base for salad mm-hmm. dressings. So I guess that's I have a question for you. If you were to stock a pantry and someone said to you, like, what are like the basics you should have in your pantry just for, you know, to quickly whip up, what would you say are like five to 10 things you should have? It's in my book. I have a whole pantry list for you. But I would say, well, I always have garlic. I always have lemon. I always have um, shallots. I love shallots almost more than garlic. I always have every, I, I, I love a full spice cabinet. I, I invest in spices. Mm-hmm. There's all a- right, you guys, she has it all broken down. Basic spices, Oils and vinegar, produce, pastas, grain. This is amazing. Beans and legumes. I didn't, I don't know why I, didn't, I skipped this. Well, Nuts everything and- that's on that list I use in the book. So you're, I don't, I also don't like extra money spent. I hate when people have to buy ingredients and they don't use them mm-hmm. a bunch of times. So they're, whatever's on that list is used multiple times throughout the book. Yeah, um, and this is everything well, you can get at the grocery really store. really extra love you because he hates oh. when I buy stuff to make a recipe once. And he's like, great. I'm glad we have this gigantic container of something you're never going to use again. Yeah. I also love the macaroni and cheese in this book. Mm. And I would say... We do the macaroni and cheese from Deceptively Deceptively Delicious. delicious. My kids will not be able to tell you the difference. They know they love both. One's made with cauliflower or uh, butternut squash. The vegan at times one is made with dairy-free cheese or vegan cheese. Both of them are like fan favorites, crowd pleasers. I've been serving the vegan at times macaroni and cheese for the past two Thanksgivings. No one in my family, like my big family, my, 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 not just my extended. Yeah. Everybody goes crazy. They go absolutely nuts for this mac and cheese. And so that's a really important recipe in the book too. Cause I think that also proves to people like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can love this. I can have what I love and and it and it's not going to taste like cardboard. Yeah, and you're not buying Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yeah, nothing. Not that there's anything Sorry. wrong with it, but yeah, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's preservatives. It's in a box, and this yeah. is you know you making it. What about dessert? 
Well, there's great desserts in this book. I'm working on a dessert book now, now that you mentioned dessert, which is no sugar or low sugar, because I think we need to take down the sugar because everything we eat has so much sugar. I know we all know this, and it's talked about constantly, and no matter where we, I mean, even hamburger buns, I was looking at here, it's like, why do hamburger buns have sugar mm. in it? So that's the book book I'm working on now. The In Vegan at Times, the strawberry pie is so amazing because you cannot believe that a crust can be this delicious. And that was a, such a huge win. I couldn't get over it. Strawberry pie. I need to make the strawberry pie. I want to make it this week. Do you know what I love? What? A pavlova. Oh, I love a pavlova. Good luck without sugar. It's hard, right? It's really hard. You can't I tried. I tried. You know what drives me bananas with sugar? Is it really is to your point in everything. Like I have it's to read everything. labels. Like I look for mustard. I'm like, why do you need to have sugar in mustard? Because there's so much salt. I have in to everything. buy sugar-free bacon. Like I, I always you know make sure wheat I buy the sugar. In ketchup. Oh yeah. It's, like if you have celiacs, my girlfriend has celiacs. I'm like oh, I was, and she was like, oh, there's wheat and ketchup. Your the ketchup that you had. I'm like, what? Yes. You have to read labels on everything. I know. These strawberry cupcakes are a huge hit. People love them. I, I get people tag me all the time on those strawberry cupcakes. Again, the apple blackberry pie is amazing because the crust is so insane. You cannot believe it's a vegan crust. You know, I when I was like, what are we going to do for desserts in this book? Because we can't really have any anything with a crust because crust you make with butter. But the products today are so amazing. Mm -hmm. These vegan butters... Miyoko's, I can plug a Miyoko's, which it's I so love. good. It's so crazy. I, I like that. honestly, I like the, uh, a lot of the vegan cheeses as well. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. The no. almond life or what the one I get at Air One in LA. It's a spread that's really good. What's it called? Um, oh, you Air One, you're bragging. You know, I know. We we in New York, we don't have a. Have you seen those? I only get Instagram to go like one, I only get to go like once a year because it's so damn expensive. Have you seen the it's guy crazy. that makes fun of Erewhon though? No. Oh my god, it's the best. I, I literally have tears streaming down it's my face. Ten times more than Whole Foods. Oh yeah, no, it's, no it's, He makes fun of it. It's the best thing you've ever seen. So good. the chocolate chip chickpea cookies in mm. here mm. are a remake from Deceptively Delicious. I, I have. I, I we oh, did I'll those. make those for my for that for Lily. Yeah, she loves a chocolate chip cookie. She does love a chocolate chip. Only cookie. Only chef baked. <laughs> well. <laughs> Okay, and the mint chip ice cream that's made with coconut cream. You know, they're all great. They're all good. They're all good. Wait, we have to do a little bit about your beauty. Okay, which because is, you know, not what stop. people think when they look at me, but. No, it's exactly what I think. Any skincare foundation, what do you love? Her hair is like a, it's like our favorite. Beachy blonde. It's, yeah. Is beachy it? blonde, golden, not too white. Oh, only yellow. because I'm white. Like I am, I am so. But I, we gray. love the yeah. We I we love a yellow, the gold. We love the undertone. We love the mix of Thank it. Thank you. Well, people are like, why did you go blonde? It was not because I wanted to, <laughs> but my hair colorist, who I was seeing like every two weeks when my hair was dark, she's like, did you ever think about going blonde? And I'm just like. That's so weird. I, I think I can't remember what you looked like with dark hair. Thank you. It's been over 10 years, but I remember when you made when when you did that. Yeah. The first go around was really tragic and I never spoke to that person again who who did that. And then I moved to Rita Hazan who's like the queen of, you know, color. So, okay, beauty. I very bad at at having a routine and I am lucky to be in the good graces of Gwyneth Paltrow who has all of her goop stuff. So I use a lot of goop stuff because they always are so generous and send it to me. 
But I just for the first time got into a skincare routine because I started to see a dermatologist because we all should be getting our checks. Mm. And she has her own line and it's really beautiful product and it makes me want to stay on it. It's called McCrean Alexia. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about it. It's great. It's a great line. It's unbelievable. I love her line concealer. We love her eye cream. I'm wearing I'm wearing it and 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 I'm I'm so into it. Yeah. And I've never it gives you like a little bit of a glow. Like it gives you like a little bit of a highlight. Yeah. And then I found this other stuff and I saw it on TikTok that like all these young influencers were using and I felt very cool. <laughs> it's called S it's S A I-E. Say. 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 Yeah. I didn't know how to pronounce it. That has a really beautiful tinted moisturizer, mm-hmm. would you call it? Yep. It's yep. called okay. the slip tint. Oh, thank you. And Westman Atelier. Gucci yeah. Westman. Gucci we're Westman. With. Best, easiest. Best. I just need like really easy stuff because I'm not, I'm not a, phenomenal, thank great. you. I'm not a big beauty person. And I was so honored to be asked. I, I, I spoke to one of my friends and she was like, why are they having you on there? You don't know anything about beauty. <laughs> but you actually take, because I know you per- You take very good care of yourself. You know what, you know, you, you're, you're very careful with your body. Yeah, I have to be convinced that beauty stuff actually works. And for the first time with the McQueen stuff and then this Goop Jeans stuff. The new, you, the, also, have you t- tried her new eye? Gwyneth's no. new eye, it's no. great. No, oh, I'll ask about it. She also has shampoo coming out. I don't, I don't have the shampoo yet. The Goop Jean stuff and the McQueen Alexiata stuff is so good. And now I finally feel like, okay, I'm 51 years old. I'm going to get on a program. She has a great peel uh, peel that she you can oh. do from her, from the Goop Jeans. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just one, like once a week. Okay. Oh, wow. That is, how do you come up with a routine like that? <laughs> I mean, I really I mean, need help. I need know, I'll help you. Well, I mean, it's also something that we love. I mean, yeah. I started Wise my skincare because I had a problem and I started getting like really bad patches. So like patches of what? Patches of dark. Oh, dark I have spots. that. Well, I can, we can help you. Do, do, do you think products really can change that? It did change it for wow. me. Wow. Okay. You know, I was addicted to a product called hydroquinone from your oh, dermatologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's fabulous. But the moment you walk out into the sun, it makes you super, super hypersensitive and it actually makes everything worse. So I was kind of on this treadmill of like roller coaster of then I would do a peel and then of course it would look great but then it would take off too much then I'd go into the sun so yes I think products over you know you and I and Emisha could be hard to laser because it's it's melanin that yeah laser picks up we tan we tan and it's like you can't and I think we a lot of people didn't know I think radio frequency is really good like the new face like what? I think I do um, a lot of I've been doing radio frequency now for the last it's like tightening but kind of more in, in a natural way I, we don't I don't do a lot of treatments in that way but I do think like certain actives on your face together that don't fuck your your barrier because the problem is when you're stripping and stripping and stripping and stripping like how are you stripping like through laser people strip through laser through wax through hydroquinone through over exfoliating like a lot of that's what oh. when we were creating the line I met with like 15 derms and a lot of women who have you know of course access because of money or just who they know and those are the ones who <gasps> almost do too much wow I know. 
this is so interesting. So I, I never took about, about any of this. I know. So it took about. Well, you know, your years. skin looks great. By the way, so your thank skin you. Looks I great. just feel like I'm a devoted water drinker, and I try. Do you to drink wear, a lot of water? I drink so much water. No, I, I always too. have That's my, my whole thing. life, and I, I don't drink alcohol. You know, I never really have. I never like. I'm not a big drinker, so I think that helps. But I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't know. Like, how do we know? We don't I really know what works. I, I drink, I drink a ton day. of water. I do. Like I write like the days like right now, like I haven't had water. My I need mouth water. feels parched. What do you mean? When's the last time you had water? <laughs> like probably like uh, normally I, you know, those like big mugs. Yes. I, just I got refill that like three or four times good. a day. Okay, like I drink good. a ton of water. I mean, I that I've gone my whole life believing if I just drink a ton of water, I'm going to be okay. And I do feel like we're raising children now who are drinking so much more water than we did. Mm, that's a good point. Like you were clearly very raised wonderfully. Like Wonderfully. Know, I wish I could have met your mom. Aww, yeah. She's amazing. She's still alive. Aww. But she didn't drink a lot of water. No, but just how you, you grew up oh, with her. Like having yeah, that foresight. She's, that foresight. she's a social worker. She is like as real. And we haven't and talked cool. about your... your well, this is, oh, thank I you. I know. Like you have whole, to before we leave. Good, good plus. plus. It's great. Thank I mean, you. 20 years great. of giving back and helping families. Thank you. I'm looking forward to October 18th. Thank you. Are you coming? I'm coming. Oh, my God. That's um, so exciting. Listen, what you do and helping families and giving back, like, I don't mean this in a bad way, but you don't have to. Thank you. No, I, I do have to. And I think, you know, how you're so responsible about everyone can shop from your cookbooks. You don't need an Air One. You don't need a little specialty store that's going to cost, you know, a hundred dollars before you've even like gotten for, you know, anything. So I do think that's, you know, cause it's really, really important, you know, to be considerate of considerate, all, but um, also aware and like to be aware and to be considerate, but then also to follow through with that yeah, is you. really in somewhat in our business, a little bit rare, right? Yeah. Well, and I think you. it's also just the way that you have come to be where you are with cooking. Like I think having these books, like there's not a preciousness to it. And I mean that as a compliment, like when you are- They're beautiful. They're beautiful, but they're not intimidating, right? Like I think sometimes when like there's, you know, so-and-so went to the school of culinary of <laughs> blah, 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 And it's like you, they, they, there's not an approachability to it. That doesn't feel like my day-to-day -day life, right? That's not where I'm cooking my meals from. And most people- 99% of people want cookbooks where I whip it out and I'm like, oh, I'm having a brain fart. Like, what am I making for dinner tonight? And that is where I think everybody connects with your books. Mm -hmm. It's why they've been so successful because I do. For me, I was so excited when I got the book. I opened it up and I was like, what is this? I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. It was actually before I knew we were having you on. Really? Yeah. Thank so you. I was like, what, who, who, what a gift. Like, I was like, I don't know who sent this to me, but I'm so excited. And I immediately that night, like made a recipe and my husband comes home from work and like I said, he loves to cook. He was looking through it and he immediately said the same thing. He's like, there's so many recipes in here I want to make. For everyone. Thank and that's you. the thing. There's like an approachability to it Thank that you. is so important that a lot of cookbooks don't have. Thank you. That's the best And compliment. also like, if you watch her Instagram, which her Instagram is, what is your Instagram again? Jess Seinfeld. Jess Seinfeld. What's the name of your cat? 
Oh, Javier. Javier. You're going to meet Javier. Javier is delicious. Thank okay? you so much. Are you a cat? You're not a cat person. I am. Are you? Yeah, Super's allergic. So is she. I'm allergic. I love cats. I used to base I, it for a family called, they had two cats, Zeus and Xerxes, uh, but I would have like massive asthma Yeah, my attacks. brother who <laughs> lives in- You're just um, pretending. I always say to people <laughs> when they're allergic, you're just pretending. <laughs> my brother who lives in Miami has Magnolia, Buttercup. They're like the fluffy ones. Aww. Oh, I love a cat. Yes. Anyway, I love Javier. Thank you. And Javier, she'll you'll talk you'll you just follow. You'll Thank you'll you love so it. Much. We do a little rapid fire oh, before yeah. we leave. What's the last book you read? Quitter's Paradise by Alicia Chang. What's the next place you want to travel? I want to try one of those wellness retreats, which I've never done. I want to do one. You know, I feel like I've never done one. I mean, I've only gone to We Care. That's not really a retreat. I haven't retreat. done anything like that either. ever. And I feel like now that I'm 51 I I'll go and my kids you. are leaving the house, I can like go off and do something. I want to go hiking in the Dolomites. That could be amazing. And then, and then you could go eat from hut to hut. Mm. That oh, wow. sounds really... All these things have been inspired like fantasies of mine. your seventh cookbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Ooh. What's your superpower? I think emotional intelligence. And also I have a crazy sense of smell. Like it's not normal. And it kind of guides everything that I do all day long. Do you have a favorite fragrance? I have a lot of fragrances I can't handle. And so when someone's wearing it, I'm immediately like, oh God, I, hope I melt down. No, you guys just okay. smell great. Everyone okay. here smells great. That's coffee well. or tea? I think both. Why not? I think mm -hmm. coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. Favorite thing about being married to Jerry Seinfeld? Mm. We laugh all the time. Everything is so funny no everything is not so funny that's not true <laughs> that's not true at all a lot of things are really funny but he's also has the most incredible moral compass and to have watched my children benefit and grow from that place like they're such great moral people and i really credit him I feel like you both have a great sense you have of humor. That I mean, you too, both have that. Like, well, thank you. But I, I really think he is one of the most extraordinary people. He, outside of for? his talent, his the like the way he treats people, the way he lives his life is is just on always on moral high ground. How long have you guys been married now? Um, tw we got married in 1999. So is that 24 years? 24 years now. Yeah. I remember that. Wow. Yes. I remember. I remember we knew we, we, we Yeah, I remember reading it in the post too. I'm like, Jessica, oh my Mary. But we knew each other I way know. back then. Crazy. Well, yeah. One beauty product you can't live without. I love Walita skin food. Mm, we, we love, love skin it. Food. We, we love, love a skin food. We and, love a Walita. And do you like Aesop, the spray mm -hmm. deodorant? Mm -hmm. oh, I, love I haven't it tried so that much. one. Have you ever, do you know a brand called Array? A-R-R-A-E? No. They have great like bloating pills yeah. and like calm they're great there's only okay. six ingredients oh wow really look it really up. good one thing you'd bring on a deserted island well that sounds is is that a good thing or a bad thing to be on a deserted island <laughs> like it sounds really lonely to me i would probably bring like man's search for meaning the book by victor <laughs> frankel <laughs> your, ha your happiest when my kids are happy and they're feeling settled and content and there's nothing i feel like don't you just when something's bothering one of your kids you're just like in the oh, same place you, that they you are you feel it you feel their pain yeah and we're just in a great everyone is good right now this week and i'm just like so happy i know it's a good and week it's, it's a good week you know it ebb and, it ebb yeah, and flows you it know does. It's, it's life 
We always ask every guest before they go, what, what advice would you give your 10-year-old self? Ooh. It's going to be okay. I would just, I, I, I white-knuckled my life, most of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was always very scared of not having stability or like solid ground under me. And I, I worked really hard my whole life to get to where I am today. And, you know, I am very lucky. You work and, hard and you manifested and, and you were a part of, I mean, you're a part of your ending, right? You're, you, mm. that's what, you know, it doesn't just happen, mm. right? Like, you know, we're all brought up very differently, but you are in your life. You live, I see you living your life. You're happy. You're with your husband. You're traveling. You're a great mom. You're like, but you're living with them, right? And you're creating your own, you know, destiny in that way. I try to make my presence on this planet matter to other people and try to make people's lives easier, whether it's through Good Plus Foundation or through my books or through, you know, friendship. I just try to. And if you think about giving Good Plus Foundation, make sure and look it up because it's, you do wonderful things and it's based in New York City. You found it in 2001. Yeah. Crazy. We're, we're in we LA. Help a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, we a do lot help a lot of people. Of families. And if someone wants to support Good Plus, what's mm-hmm. the best way for them to be able to do so? Thank you for asking. Now, goodplusfoundation.org. There's so many different ways to get involved and to see what we're doing. And we have a really unique approach. And we're, you know, really trying to help change outcomes for mothers and children by supporting fathers. And we do it in a way that isn't really being done. And, you know, fathers in our country really need the support and services that aren't generally offered to men. And it's all in an effort to make life easier for moms and change outcomes for children. We saw you recently in D.C. with the second gentleman speaking to the Congressional Dads Caucus. How was that? That was really interesting. I had never been, you know, in a room like that with government officials. You know, they are really focused on our work with fathers and they've seen that we've been doing it for the past 15 years and it's a very innovative approach to family poverty. And so the second gentleman was very moved by what we've accomplished in, in changing policy and, you know, supporting men so that they can be better fathers and co-parents. What inspired you to start that? I mean, it's, it really is incredible. Like for you to have, you know, raised your children, you graduated in 2022 with like my master's, master's yeah. With your master's degree. Yeah. So what, I mean, what inspired you to go back to school to do that and then start this? What triggered it? Like, Well, I started Good Plus in 2001 and we were working with mothers mm-hmm. and children. And we really saw over the years that we were helping so many single moms. And um, that number never changed. And we were always like, how are we going to help? What is it? What is a bigger way to bigger and better way to help moms, single moms. And we just like couldn't figure it out because it's just, there are no other resources. And so we started to see that all of our programs who were doing work with mothers were not doing any work with fathers. And the fathers were sitting in the lobbies or they were sitting in the waiting rooms on their phones and really kind of just like not part of any well visit that a mother was having with her child with a pediatrician or, you know, just there were no fathers included in services for mothers and children. And so we asked our programs, we were like, what are you doing? And they they sort of give us blank stares. And so we started to support fatherhood groups around New York City and giving them diapers and giving them 
tools so that they could feel like providers. And we really saw a difference in how the parents interacted and that the fathers started to gain more confidence. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the fathers in our programs did not grow up with fathers. And so they're really sort of trying and spitballing at this job of fatherhood and trying to figure out how to how to do this. They didn't have a model. And so we found amazing fatherhood leaders that we started to support and to grow fatherhood programs. And then we started to see that it's not just that there are no fatherhood programs, but that the systems, the child welfare system, the criminal justice system, all the systems that our families are part of do not accept that fathers really want to be there. They really just they cater take, it to the mom. Yeah, yeah, they take the assumption that the fathers are not going to come back or they're not going to be there. And so we started to really say, like, this is work we have to do because once we saw it, we couldn't look away. We could yeah. not do it. Can't and no one else it. is doing it. Yeah, no one else is doing it. So we partnered with the Aspen Institute and we've gotten incredible funding for the work that we're doing it's because amazing. it's very special and unique. And I just feel very lucky every single day to be part of solutions that, are new and, you know, helped immensely in Los Angeles immensely with kids going into foster care and making sure that now all social workers find the father or a paternal relative and ask them if they could care for the child instead of sending the child immediately into foster care. So they didn't have to do that before. No, no. So we advocated for that and got it done. And so obviously writing books is a, 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 passion of mine because it does help people. I don't do it to be famous. I don't do it to go on TV or do Instagram. I I sort of do it to help people. And I think that the other side of my brain is also doing it in this policy driven way. Keep doing what you're doing. Let me tell you, jessicaseinfeld.com. You can get all of her recipes. You're incredible. We love you. I want to be you. Oh my God, stop, stop. Yeah, you both are. No, like I'm going to trade my shoes for her bag. (laughs) We've already decided. You can't see her, but she's in a beautiful yellow dress. She just got her hair done from Rita. Stop, it's fabulous. Her hot pink shoes match like the hot pink under the dress. Yeah, okay, guys. Okay, okay. let's wrap it up Mm -hmm. here. That is a wrap. Let's take on the rim. First time in New York City. Live from New York. Oh, I'm so honored. Is it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know. We're really excited. Made my commute a little easier. (laughs) She flies to LA. I always fly to LA. You do. I mean, not always, but... Not always. Most of the time. But it's so much fun in person. I think it's... it's Oh, it's so much fun in person. Everyone was like, can't you do it on Zoom? And I was like, I never thought of that, but... I'm so happy I came. Thank you. It does. It's it's good. It makes it better. It's yeah. a good thing. And I also get to like have a reprieve from momming. Momming. I know. Momming nine. And nine, you're, seven, you're working and the kids need to know that. They do. I think they do. A hundred percent they do. They love it. They love that you work. I agree. I think so I too. Agree. This is the one thing in the world that I know is that your children love that you work. Yeah, and especially daughters. I think it's so important that they see their moms working. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Amisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Ken Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.